This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is up, girls and boys, ladies and gentlemen? This is Demian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 71. The past few episodes have been a little thought-provoking and very deep and almost a little away or apart from being too, too musical. So I wanted to get back into one of the most musical things that there is, which is learning songs. So I want to go over some of the things that I do that hopefully will help you learn songs faster and more importantly, more efficiently. Before I give you some tips, I would like to remind you that the Music Mentor Podcast is proudly brought to you by Audible.com, the premier providers in digital audiobooks. With over 180,000 titles to choose from in any and any genre you can imagine, and Audible titles play not only on your Kindle and your iPhones and your iPad, but your Android devices as well. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash music mentor, you will get a 30-day free trial and also one free digital audio book download. So let me know which book you chose and why. Whether we have an audition, whether we're writing music for a friend and our bandmate brings us a song for us to learn, whether we're learning music for a cover band, or if we're just simply challenging ourselves learning a whole album or a single song, it goes without saying that we need to learn music. So I wanted to share with you a few tips that could help you make this a more enjoyable experience. It might make you learn songs in a deeper level and hopefully it will make you remember them for a longer time and uh, so on and so forth. So, so I'm gonna go over many things and I wanted to highlight that these do not follow any particular order, but this is sort of the way that I do it, regardless if it's four songs or 20 songs. I listen to the songs on repeat. I might have one particular song that repeats or I might have the whole playlist. It really depends. But the, the, the point of this stage, let's just say, is that I'm not paying attention. I let them live in this sort of subconscious plane. So I listen to these songs while I'm doing something that requires more attention than the music. So when I'm either cleaning the house or I am writing some emails that I might need to catch up on or I'm driving or I'm going for a run or something like that. So, so the songs sort of play and I learn them without judging them, without being focused on them way too much on purpose. So I become acquainted with them. There might be some breaks or some hits that I need to sort of memorize that I don't need to overthink necessarily. So on this stage, it really helps me to at least sort of, if I'm doing something and I hear a part that I know is either challenging or I need to work on it, kind of, I kind of make a mental note um, and, and I tackle these later. So it, it's almost like your ear perks up and you're like, oh, wow, I need to pay attention to this part. And then you, you kind of revisit and you might want to make a note of it or you might not. And you'll remember that a particular song has something special to it. And actually, that brings me to a very interesting point. I would encourage you to never, ever underestimate any song ever. And I, you've heard me say this before, but every single song has something special to it. And we cannot be 
or I encourage you to not be the person that assumes that a rock song is easier, a punk song is easier, and that's it. There are many, many details that make songs interesting, and it's up to us to respect the music enough to find that and cling on to that and try to make it a more enjoyable experience and learn the song verbatim. So that's that part. If you've been one of my students, you know how much I try to drill this into you. So this is sort of the second one, which is chart writing. It's so incredibly important for me to materialize the song. So not only do they live on this sort of audio plane, but I like to write down what the songs are. And, and I'll explain that to you in a second. It helps me materialize them. Similar to having goals and dreams and hopes. And if they live on your mind, that's great. But if you just write them down, you start seeing things and priorities or how to prioritize them. They, it, it sort of starts revealing itself. So I like doing that with songs. And I guess there's two main ways of, of thinking about writing charts. On one hand, you have proper music notation, all the details that come with that, and you know your, your manuscript paper, the song key, and, and all that other stuff. And then you have the sort of more, I guess, typical, what I see the most is or are song charts. You know, your typical intro, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, and, and that's it. But I like to do a combination. And I know a lot of these things are visual, and I'm not really showing them to you. But obviously, you can feel free to reach out to me, and I'll send you a copy or an example of this stuff. But I like doing a combination. So I like setting it uh, or, or visualizing it or materializing by just seeing the, the, the flow of the song itself. And if I need to write down either a specific beat or a specific lick or fill or something along those lines, I definitely write the song notation as needed. If you're going through a song and you cannot identify what's a pre-chorus, what's a chorus or what the hook is or what any of those things, the bridge or there's three bridges or an interlude and a breakdown, blah, blah, blah. Feel free to name these parts whatever you want. Maybe you can tweak it later and you can sort of mix and match with your bandmates. But if you're learning them on your own and a part reminds you of a, you know, to give you an example, whenever I listen to the card cheat by The Clash, I, I it reminds me of Bruce Springsteen. So I might write down like Springsteen groove or something like that when I was writing the song. So that's something that I encourage you to do. The more you focus on little baby parts within sections, I think it, it could help you a lot. And again, there are parts that have tags or turnarounds and things like that that we often overlook. And that's sort of what makes us learn songs 100% and not the 98% or the 97% that most people do. And we, you've heard me speak about this before. So it's crucial that we pay as much attention to detail as possible. And these are, uh, the, these are a perfect example of how this can help you. Counting is a massive part of it. So what I mean by that is counting how many bars each section is. So maybe the intro is four bars, the verse is eight bars, the pre-chorus is eight bars, and the chorus is 16 bars, right? So let's just say that you're having trouble counting and you're not, you're not really sure what you're doing or you're having trouble memorizing these parts. A tip that I'll give you that has been massive in my life is that I write, let's just say that the, the structure of the song is intro, verse, pre-chorus, chorus up until that point. So I write literally on a piece of paper, I write intro and I listen to, and I pay attention how many bars that part is. So let's just say it's four. So I count the bars and I write the number four, but I don't go on 
in to the to to the following section. I restart the song and I double check the intro, and then I go on to the verse and I make sure I know how many bars that is. And then instead of it changing to the pre-chorus and me continuing the song, I restart it again. So, it, as you can tell, you you know you can review the intro four or five times. You can review the the verse three or four times and the pre-chorus two or three times before you get to the chorus. So it's a very good and effective way of internalizing a lot of things. Now, this is kind of the mother of learning. This is a deep, deep, deep one. This is when I, I try to do this with every song that I learn, but this is mostly like touring type of a situation. I listen to the song, I learn it, I map it out, and I try to memorize it as is, as much as possible. But once I identify what the BPM is and the tempo of the song is, let's just say that song is 100 BPM, I play along to the song by memory about five or 10 times in a row at 100 BPM without the music, then I do it at 98, then I do it at 96, then I do it at 94, then I do it at 92, and so on and so forth. I do 20 BPM slower, and then I speed it up again, and then I play the same song, and I try to speed it up 20 BPMs the other way. So it's kind of long, it takes a lot, a lot, a lot of time, but it's incredibly effective to learn songs. Last but not least, and this is my favorite of them all, is what I call napitate. And I'd, I'm sure some other people have called this before. If not, pretty cool that I came up with a concept. But what I mean by napitate is that I love to listen to the songs while I'm taking a nap. Or I try to visualize how I'm playing it, mem memorizing the songs, and so on and so forth. And I, I end up, most of the time, or a lot of the time, I end up falling asleep and napping. But it's not a full fledged you know like deep sleep it's this in between being awake being asleep where i feel and i'm sure it could be scientifically proven that it helps out a lot and, and i'm sure there's layers to memory um but it's so helpful and when i tap into that place i kind of find myself listening to things and understanding things on another level that i didn't do before so that's something that i love napitating i strongly recommend it if you guys and girls have any questions as far as how to write charts and tips and tricks and pointers, feel free to reach out to me and I will gladly share more info with you. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast.